Hey, I'm Morty from All Day Soccer, and you are listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones. Welcome to the Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, here in the studio at Starburns Industries with Eleni Mandel. Hi there. Providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations, and she has invited an illustrious crew of people to come in. She's, you, you, I have to say, you have curated your show very, very well. Impeccably. Impeccably. Thank it's you. really quite impressive. And our next guest is someone I'm looking forward to getting to know better. He is John Gold, a musician, producer, and an entrepreneur, I'm hearing. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, John. Thank you. Thanks Please. for having me. Get on that mic. So yes, here, here we are. are. There you sound really wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, how do you know Elaney, John? Elaney, I'm, I was actually thinking about it before, but do you remember when we met? I don't, but was I remember that session. Well, we might have already met before that, but there was that session at Capitol Records that John Huck oh, asked us really? to do. That was the first time we really hung out. Where they because we were there for like eight hours, so much, and yeah, yeah we were locked into so this fun. waiting room with who? John Huck. John Huck. Okay. He was a regular at Highland Grounds. Oh. And he was producing, I think it was a commercial, and we were singing on it. But we were stuck mm-hmm. at Capitol Records for eight hours. It was insane. Oh, quality Starters. problems. <laughs> While everyone in the audience is just like, I would love to be stuck at Capitol Records with either one of you for eight hours. Come on. Thank you. Your life is your life's That's true. so That's great. Pretty cool. It, well, it and was, we had fun. We laughed a lot. Yeah. It was on like the not so great side of cool (laughs) (laughs) that's part of it i mean everyone that's that is the you know that that is what's the truly cool thing is when you're someplace that everyone wants to be and you're like yeah this is what we're doing totally but i was when you two were talking about how you might have crossed paths in Mm -hmm. the early 90s my first impression of elaney was really interesting because i right out of college started playing with this band called Idaho and we toured around uh, for like three weeks or a month or something and it seemed like every stop that we made then we were just two nights or one night behind Elaney and there was a poster of this Elaney Mandel <laughs> so funny and was that that's, in Europe that was no that was oh, in no, the States. States so I think Jeff and Dan from Idaho knew you already personally yeah. But you were just like this mythical person on a poster for years, like years and years. And then, and then you did records. And then did you hear her music? (laughs) Yeah, that makes us sound like (laughs) totally cut to that gig at Capitol Records. (laughs) So, and did you? uh, Had you heard? Did you hear her music 
in the interim? So you saw her face on the poster, and then you worked at Capitol Records. But in the interim, did you, were you aware of Eleni's music? I think there might have been some band, uh, some fan music time. Mm-hmm. And then Dan ended up playing for me for a while. That's right. Just after that. I know, it's so weird. Small world. There you go. Intertwined. And Jeff became a good friend of mine years later. There you go. Happening currently. And since then, have you played a lot, have you played a lot together? I mean, what what is it that inspires you to say, oh, we, well, we need to have John? We here. became friends after that um, that thing, and we used to have lunch together. We had some funny lunches. Remember when that girl <laughs> sent a, said had the waiter say that she was paying for our lunch? She was sitting like another table over, and she was talking really loudly. Oh yeah! And we kept rolling our eyes. Uh, yeah, oh, she, she got a face. Yeah. She got the she got the look. She, yeah, she got, she got the, the look. The surly and then she look. showed us <laughs> by buying our lunch. That we were like, the last Whoa. time that anyone was like, "Sorry for being so loud on the buying lunch. I'm gonna make it up to you." Usually, it's yeah. just like you don't yeah. really get anything for being mad, giving someone the stink eye these days but then so we became friends and, and I just love his music so much thank you I'm a big Likewise. fan and then, then I roped him into coming in the prison with me yeah oh because we yeah. haven't talked about that yeah. on the show but you uh, you work you work in prisons I work, you didn't coax yeah. him into some illegal activity <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I am um, I, I teach pain. songwriting at California Institute for Women Women's Prison in Chino and I got John on board, and he came for about six months teaching with me. And that That's was great. So cool. So, so we got fun. Some, yeah, we got some driving Chino and back time. Yeah. And also, what an amazing experience. Totally, yeah. Totally uh, very grateful for I can imagine I... that. It kind of changed my life. In How a, so? Well, in a c- couple ways. I mean, one, in a creative way, because... Uh, just being taken out of the I'm really not playing that many shows these days but being taken out of the sort of conveyor belt of playing the same shows and seeing a lot of the same people and hanging with the same musicians and working on my songs by myself or whatever to take that and put it in the context of a place where people are uh, held back from that freedom Mm -hmm. was pretty mind opening and also Eleni um, is really good at being on the spot, coming up with ideas on the spot, and that's not really my process. Like, I'm a go-over-it-again-and-again kind mm-hmm. of guy. So, uh, free me up creatively, and also just in terms of, I don't know, I'm sure a lot of people have a acute fear of being in prison, but I feel like I definitely have, and I was nervous just going, not because I thought anything bad was going to happen, but just because the um, reality of those women's situation yeah. uh, is just it's really scary Prison, being in prison yeah. is just a scary thing so uh, dealing with them on a level where it's not sensationalized where you're seeing someone interviewed on TV or in a movie or whatever but actually being with other people who just want to learn about songwriting or talk about music or uh, experience music in that context is was amazing. Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, I that was actually our my first reconnecting conversation with Eleni. We were going to talk about songwriting, and then she told me about the prison thing, and I just was like, "Oh, tell me more about that." Because, you know, you mentioned John before he came in. Then you said you were uh, 
you had told Elaney, oh, we have these bad thoughts because we're Jews, because that's what we have as oh, Jews. Yeah. Were you the one that said that? No, it wasn't me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, got the, you got the wrong Jew. Sorry, but I, got you confused with another Jew. But when you talk about being obsessed with prison, and I definitely have some of that. Like, I think there's like this fear of like being like being rounded up or being locked up. Like that's oh, sort of like yeah, in the, the back of my mind. And so, and I do, and I, I can't help but see our prison industrial complex as being similar. It's a racial based system and incarceration and there's police state stuff and so it's very when I think about prisons my heart all my heart always goes out to the people in them more than I, I relate to the people who are in them more than I relate to the people who are guarding or the people who are putting people in, or making them making us safe by putting them in there right. and I wonder if that's part of I'm sure that other people feel the same way but I always wonder if that's part of just my my Jewish thing of like always feeling like at any point I could be like I'm on like right I get the pass I guess we get sort of get the pass as white in America for now but there's always that sense that it could turn in a in yeah. you know so a funny season. you should say that because I have some white friends <laughs> you <have a> few? <laughs> and I'll say, and I'll say uh, yeah but you're white and they'll go what do you think you are I'm like I'm Jewish it's different and if you're not Jewish you don't get it right so I like you know, us three Jews sitting around going, oh, yeah, I know what that means. I know what well, that's like. Well, I think it's just because the aware, like, and that is the weird thing, because we can pass. Jews don't get pulled over on the side of the road by cops in the same, like, the way. Right. We just get rounded non-white, up. <laughs> but the, we always know, we know that it's some, like, in every century, there's been a country yeah. that has decided to start rounding us up and well, throwing us in. you know, my parents, who are in their 70s now, they grew up at a time where there was a quota. They both went to UCLA, but there was a quota how many Jews they would let in. And my mother didn't get the job at the movie theater when she was a teenager because she was Jewish. Mm-hmm. And they would talk about, you know, I'd say, like, I just toured Germany. I love Germany. <laughs> and they'd be like, what? <laughs> Why? Or I love I loved schnitzel. And they'd get their um, their feathers ruffled. And I couldn't relate to this, I, this paranoia or this, like, sense of, um, you know, like, this could happen. Mm-hmm. And now I can yeah. because of Trump. Or yeah. like now I feel like, oh, my God, like, do I go to Mexico? Do I go to Canada? When do we leave? Yeah. How do we know? It's really intense. Well, maybe when they dismantle the the Internet and, oh. <laughs> it's already <laughs> like, happening. Yeah. yeah, that happened today. The Pretty FCC off. voted yeah. to dismantle net neutrality. What the hell? Anyway, so in light of all of this, John. Yes. <laughs> what is your question for the Pop Oracle? Uh I th- I was debating whether to keep it songwriting oriented or just sort of general. But you know what? You actually made listening to your podcasts and your philosophies, mm-hmm. musings. Uh, first of all, do you ever show this wheel on your like website yeah, it's, or anything? It's pretty yeah, cool, right? Yeah, we take pictures of people with it, and yeah, we, it's, it's so it much more elaborate. Started out as a live show. Oh, and we do it on stage, but then I bought this little wheel. We have a big wheel. Like a big one for the stage. Wow. You can't see my arms on this, but it's like a three, like a four foot by four foot. But yeah, we have a little two foot by, or one and a half foot by one and a half foot. Yeah, my interpretation of the wheel was so different. This is so, um, such a professional wheel. Wow. Really, <laughs> it really, really is. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Um, well, you know what? Everyone, people, people, I, people can't see it, but people hear the reaction when people come in. People are like, oh, wow, that's, right. that's quite a wheel. <laughs> so and people will come in eventually and be like, Eh, it's not such a wheel. Everyone's so excited about it. Well, what it makes it? such well, a classic 
clicky wheel sound too when it turns. It's well, a great little invention. I just want to assure all of your listeners it is quite the wheel. It's a oh, great, great you, looking wheel. Um, so I think I'll, inspired by you, I think about this a lot and you talk about synchronicity. Yeah. Um, is coincidence, the word coincidence, just a sort of cynics version of synchronicity or is it the same thing or is this even a question that can be answered with a song one through eight no we're gonna find out so that's is is so is synchronicity the same same thing as coincidence coincidence? that actually is a really good question oh thanks so now to engage the pop oracle you john gold get to spin the wheel of eight Na 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 na, we love and that is, I think, a song that's already come up. Yeah, song number six. Everyone loves the planet Earth. I love that. I love the planet. Like the the wheel keeps wanting to say, "I love planet Earth." But we're gonna switch to the the cards. We're gonna switch to the cards. Okay. So. Pick a card, any card, pick a card, any card, come on and pick a card, John, pick a card, any card. Song number seven, seven. like dreamers Ooh. do. Ooh, this is a good answer already. <laughs> Fly a kite up and the air so high over the city. We can sail away like dreamers do, me and you. Let's take a train across the land. We'll choo choo hand in hand. Wave farewell like dreamers can and dreamers will. Take a plane, better yet, helicopter into the sunset. Buzz, 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 the city sleeps. Dreamers dreaming dreams so sweet.
And that was Like Dreamers Do from Eleni Mandel, the answer to John Gold's question, what's the difference? Are, are coincidence and synchronicity the same thing? And before we get into interpreting that, let's go to Eleni and find out what the background of that song is. Well, I was planning to make a record and sort of working on it differently than normal. Um, so I was making this record in London. I had toured opening for Nick Lowe and became friends, fast friends, with his producer who was on, on goes did go on tour. He actually died last year, um, actually earlier this year, unfortunately. Neil Brockbank just adored him. And um, so normally I'm just accumulating songs and then one day there's enough. But in this case, we had a date to record, so I had to... Each night when I was done with my kids, they're like, okay, what can I write about? And it was kind of an interesting exercise way to do it. And I had written a couple of songs for my daughter, so I thought, well, i got to write a song for my son. What could I write about? And um, so those were all of his favorite things at the time, flying kites, airplanes, trains, ships. Um, and it, even though it it was like an assignment I gave myself, it was very synchronistic. Yeah. <laughs> because it it kind of was one of those songs that really just happened in the moment. It just was very a quick write and really fun to write and I really captured his spirit. Awesome. Awesome. Um you toured with Nick Lowe. <sighs> that was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, uh so uh John, what did you think about that as the answer to your question? Well, I mean, I guess it didn't clear it up. Sorry. I guess it didn't clear it up so much as a... Uh... Well, maybe that can help you out. And then we'll... Because I have some I have some very clear ideas. Great. And then maybe that'll, that'll, yeah. jar, that'll move, jar something for you. Yeah. So I, it was a, that, this was one of these total sync hits for me because I am obsessed with synchronicity. Um, I, don't even, I think I'm beyond obsessed with it. Now it's just like, it's my job. Right. That's what I do every day. I'm so it's it's like the capital it's the Capitol Records thing, like, oh, oh that's an amazing synchronicity. Oh, how are we <laughs> gonna use that in the show? Um <laughs> but to me the difference is that when like a coincidence when a coincidence is a synchronicity, it has that quality of being dreamlike. There's some sense this is more the, the reality is heightened. And there's also something about that there's like an Alice in Wonderland quality to your song, the way you're writing about this this the kids world and and Alice in Wonderland why Alice in Wonderland is such a psychedelic piece of literature and why it's so synchronistic is because it does have that quality that it reaches into dream consciousness i feel like a lot a lot of times art that we think of as being psychedelic or transcendent in that way touches on dream consciousness I've talked about it a lot on the show, so I'm not going to go into it very deeply, but my father was a dream psychologist, and that very much informed this show. So when you ask what's the difference, like is coincidence and synchronicity the same, are they the same thing, and the song comes out like dreamers do, I think that that is such a perfect answer. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I say is that you that – the in the in describing the show, I talk about spine tingling synchronicities, and that is the the nature of a synchronicity for me. Is if you feel it viscerally in your body, you get chills when something happens, and you're like, "Oh, I, I'm actually physically reacting to this," like we do in a dream. You know, when something 
happens in a dream, it's not really happening, but it affects our nervous system. And when we have a synchronicity, which is really just a coincidence, but if it's happening to us, it feels, and it has that heightened level, it's not just a coincidence. It has that kinetic quality. Right. So now with that in mind, is was there other, it was, I'm curious, what, what was it? Was it just being on the show that inspired you to think about synchronicity or is this something you think about a lot? Well, listening to the show and being on the show, uh, reminded me that I do think about that a lot. And mm -hmm. also, um, I like to go about my life and my day and my time recognizing those synchronicities because it always seems to, if you're open to them, it always seems to invite more. And then you get that sort of dreamlike, to take it to Elaney's point, you get that sort of dreamlike feeling while you're awake. But... There are certain people in my life that if I report those synchronicities back, they'll say, oh, it's just a coincidence. And they'll use the word coincidence in a way. That's why I said, is it just the cynic's way of explaining away a synchronicity? Yeah. Sort of that's... bringing everything back down to earth and just being like, hey, stuff just happens like that. It's not like a magical thing. It's just two things crossing paths. Until it happens to them. Right. And then they're like, oh, my God, you're not going <laughs> to believe it. I was just thinking right. about this person I ran into him at Gelson's. Right. But Second Gelson's mention of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you can get a discount or something. Um, it, it is a little bit like explaining a dream to someone yeah. outside of your synchronicity or right. outside of that idea. It's really hard to get someone as excited about your dream as you are. Right. Right. That's why I mean, I, I mean, that's why I feel like there's a there's an innate maybe it's that songwriters have a deep, con, deeper connection with this. Mm -hmm. I think in part myself as a songwriter, my first experiences with synchronicity would be writing about thinking I was writing about one thing and then realizing that I've been writing about something else that I was so I was so much more that the part of me that wrote was so much more aware of my life and the trajectory than I was hmm. in writing it. Oh, I think I'm writing about this, but it's so much bigger. And I feel like that's just that's not me. That's the nature of songwriting that they that, that there's if you're tapped into it if you are a songwriter, that's going to happen to you. Um so I think that there's something about like when we have like I know for myself when I have a powerful synchronicity, a lot of times that is turned into a song. It's sort of turned around. Like first songs taught me about synchronicity, and then synchronicity will lead me into music. And then once you start, like as you know, once you start to get really deep into songs, into producing them, and thinking about all the little pieces that go, like if you just listen to songs, then you just listen to songs. But if you make songs, you know that all these little mistakes and things that you thought weren't working and then all of a sudden a new element is there or someone makes a suggestion and the whole thing comes together and it has and it, that has that quality of synchronicity mm -hmm. that oh just that bass player noodling and we left the tape on and now that's the hook of the song and then someone listens to it and thinks oh well that was there all the time but no that's this divine accident thing that happens in the state of creation yeah and maybe it probably happens in all creative endeavors, but it feels like songwriting and producing songs is such a powerful, I don't know, container for that experience. Um, do you experience that a lot? Well, I know you you're, you produce a lot of music. Is that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. just my own, but. Yeah. Uh, what, I, I guess I, I did I, now I, this is where we get into the trouble of someone just reading like someone's Wikipedia 
right. before. And you also have to be careful because there's a John Gold who's like a disco guy, and there's this kid from Florida named John Gold um, who does like, at this point, I think he's quite talented. I think he took a segue, and now he does um, religious Christian like alternative music. So you could have. I don't think he's the one who worked with Tom t- with T Bone. You're the one who worked with T Bone Burnett, right? No, no. Kephas, who I <laughs> does it say that on Wikipedia? Yeah. Wow, that's so generous of whoever put that up there. <laughs> I worked with Kephas, who works with T Bone all the time. You know about Kephas? No, I love to know about Kephas. Incredible guy with a name like Kephas. Yes, Kephas Chancia. He's a producer and an incredible keyboard piano player. Um, plays with a lot of people, but. Uh, I don't know. I can't give you his credits off the That's bat. fine. That's but he fine. does play with T-Bone Burnett, and he composes with T-Bone Burnett for TV shows. So Somehow that got I got cr- that credit. I think that got Why am I not getting more work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be another... That You'd have to come back to ask that question. Yes. Why am I not getting more work? Oh, song oracle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the great thing... Uh, this is a little plug here. We do have a Radio 8-Ball app... That oh, you can yeah. download if you're uh, if you're an Android user, you can download it from the Google App Store, and if you are an iTunes user, you will be able to download it. Certainly by the time this comes out, and you can every song that's ever been recorded on the history of the show is in it. Yours will maybe too, cool. if you opt in, and then you can ask it a question, and it'll play one of those songs, and then you can share it, or if the artist opts in, purchase it. So I like uh, it. I. I love people tuning into the show, but we are not the only source of musical synchronicity. Anyone can always play this game, ask a question, pick a song at random, and and, and then explore that. And I do think that there's something that's special about when you, the more people who are doing it. Like if you did it in a campfire with five or ten people, it gets richer. Uh-huh. And when you do it on a stage with a bunch of people looking, it gets richer. And for us, we're doing a sort of a time travel version where we're taping something now that's going to land three or four weeks from now. And the way, like, I I don't know if this will happen for you. I don't know if this if this happened for you, Elaney, with your appearance on Inara, with the Anara George show. Because Eleni was asked a question on Anara George's uh, episode of Radio 8 Ball. And I always wonder if the, because for me, the synchronicity of when it's released is almost more powerful than what happens in the room because there's things that we couldn't have planned. The things we would, like, I don't know how a soup bone is going to be important in my (laughs) life in three weeks, but I have a sense that somehow (laughs) that's going to be a more powerful and potent metaphor than than it is. Well, I believe I asked about the Russian investigation for (laughs) NARS. And I think the indictments came after. They did. And, but also I thought it was interesting because I was saying, Oh, well, yeah, we'll get him on the Russian thing, but let's get him on his sexual deviance, yeah, on his predation. True. And literally the week that it comes out, all of like the all of these women are coming forward again and starting to, and we got to take him down. Got to take him down. Yeah. But I don't even feel safe saying that on the show. It's a it's a little I do get a little bit scared. And at the same time, that's, you know, being scared is part of the way that we get there, mm. you know, mm. So, uh, so John, with all of, is is there anything else you want to? Well, I just called Donald Trump Jr. a dickhead on Twitter. Do you think I'm in trouble? <laughs> no, I think that's part of. I think that's part of their evil plan and right. the evil genius is like that they set themselves up as joke figures to be mocked until really until the the until the 
knives come out. That right. guy just watched, I feel like he watched like less than zero way too many times or something. Like the <laughs> something. whole look. Right? And missed, oh and I think maybe missed the point. <laughs> so eight, totally. the whole, I, I feel like I've, I want to have a t-shirt company. I want to make money off of this. Yeah. <laughs> and it would just, you know, be some like image where you knew that like just the hair or something. And it would just say, he's so 80s. Because isn't he just so 80s? So but 80s. the thing so is, he, yeah, totally. see, we lived, I don't, I don't know yeah. how, but we lived through the 80s. We know that they sucked. People actually think the 80s are great. People, like, the 80s are very beloved. There's well, some they, good music. Yeah, there's some good music. But yeah. but I'm talking. Yeah. But there was also a lot of bad music. No, Yes, for sure. But the, <laughs> I mean, people probably think that the eighties are so great because of like the hits that right and right. the style, like style of dressing and stuff. It's kind right. of I'm talking around. mainstream eighties. Mainstream eighties was a bummer. You know. oh. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, the eighties didn't end for me until I found Highland Grounds and saw this surly waitress there. Thanks for listening to Radio Eight Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.